Welcome back to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and uh, today we are talking about a couple different things. One, we're going to be talking about massive growth um, that's happened in the last 12 months uh, in this broker's business, and I'm excited to jump into that, but also talking about how to raise your uh, level of leadership inside your organization and, and what impact that makes. So I'm going to cue up the music and we're going to get started. Welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we have real, raw conversations with industry leaders, finding out how to connect, support, lead, and ultimately make an impact and drive results in the lives of your agents. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. Well, everybody, uh, please welcome to the show, Phil Duke with First Class Real Estate. Phil, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm uh, excited about this, and hopefully we can uh, dive into some good content that can uh, provide a lot of value to the folks that are listening to this today. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've seen you on a, a couple other podcasts and a couple other shows. So, one, thank you for coming on. I'm excited to have you on today because uh, you've done some pretty amazing stuff this year, and we're going to jump into that. But before we do that, I want like introduce yourself. Where are you from? Like, I know first class class real estate, but tell us about you. Sure. Well, uh, uh, I live in uh, Northport, Alabama. Uh, a lot of people don't know where that is. It's a little small town, but uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama is on the other side of the river. You've probably heard of the University of Alabama, especially if you're a college football fan. Uh, and so we're just across the river from uh, from from Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama. Uh, my family moved here in 96. Uh, so from 96 on, I lived here. Uh, I got into real estate at a very young age, 19 years old. Uh, flunked out within two years like most people do and then joined the military. Uh, went back to school, finished my degree and after being in some sales jobs for, for a number of years, decided to hop back in in 2015 and, and went from being a part-time agent to a full-time agent to, to growing a team, to growing a brokerage to, to today being out of production and, and having my brokerage here, uh, and a couple other locations that, uh, that we've started, uh, that are, that are in the, the beginning stages as well. So, it's been a fun ride. Uh, I've got uh, two little boys. Uh, one is uh, five years old. One is one year old. Uh, spend a lot of time with them. Uh, we're very active in our church. Uh, you know, uh, still go to the gym uh, a couple times a week. I'm not as competitive as I used to be in that that arena. And then I'm also uh, a reservist in the Army National Guard. So I still do one weekend a month uh, with my military service. And I've been doing that for about 13 years now. So, well, uh that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that and thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Um, and the fact that you're still active and stuff. And I know, uh, I know, I think you have a weekend coming up actually this weekend. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. I'll be, uh, be heading out. Uh, I'll be, I'll be Captain Duke for a couple of days, uh, this weekend. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, 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 let's hop in because you've done some amazing things, um, in, in your business. And so I want to, I want to start talking about that. But where, where I want to go is what are your thoughts? Like today, the industry of real estate, what are your thoughts about our industry? Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, you were talking about this uh, a little before we clicked go, but I believe that the, the traditional real estate brokerage model is broken. Um, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, you, you probably are a broker or you're thinking about starting a brokerage. And the reason that you're doing that is because your brokerage, if you were an agent, was not able to meet all of your needs. And so the agent experience is, is, is really bad. Uh, the, uh, the level of training, real world training that you actually need, you know, uh, from, from most brokers out there is not very good. 
Uh, that's why the real estate coaching industry is as big as it is. And we luckily we have some of those folks that can kind of guide us along the way. But I think most of us would, would recognize and realize that the traditional real estate brokerage model is kind of broken and it's up to us to fix it. And the agent experience, you know, is broken as well. You know, we kind of just throw, throw agents out there, you know, hey, have a, a company meeting once or twice a month and kind of figure it out and, the good ones figured out and the, the ones that need a little bit more hands on, that need a little bit more coaching, they end up just kind of flunking out of the business. And so uh, and I've seen that, you know, over the last five years since I've back, been back in the business, uh, you know, the failure rate today is just as high as it was five years ago, even with the market where it is. And uh, and we can fix that. And if you're listening to this podcast, I would bet you're probably thinking that you can fix it and do a better job than where you were at previously. So. I think we all realize that. Now, there's all kind of different ways to fix it, and there's all kind of different models to go after, um, you know, but we can fix it, and I think uh, we have a duty to fix it. I love that. I love that. I love you. I love your your thought on that, and that's, you know, the whole reason for this show is exactly that, is to help figure out what it is, because I think last time I saw the statistic, it was like 87% um, every two years. It's like 87% of agents that are in the first two years fail, yeah. and that's unacceptable, right? Yeah, I mean, any other industry, it would be very unacceptable, you know. Uh, you know, but we've made it easy for people to get in. Uh, you know, we we try to tell people that it's going to be one way and it's not, and they they end up. You know, I think one of the reasons why I had more success my second go around is because I finally figured out like what are the struggles going to be, and instead of trying instead of trying to figure out how to get around those struggles, let's just figure out how to push through it. Like if lead generation is going to be one of the number one things we got to get good at. Well, let's figure out what works today, not what worked in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Not to say some of that stuff doesn't still work today, but we can be a lot smarter with it today. And, and I think we're in a generation now that that wants to kind of go out and search on their own. And, and, and you know, they want to feel like they found you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but there's all kind of ways you can do it. And, uh, and yeah, I think I think we, we definitely can fix it. So. Well, let's let's talk about this a little bit because you recently, um, you know, you you've been experiencing some massive growth, right? And so, tell me how you're doing that, right? Like, I think you're what over three hundred percent growth um, last year. Yeah, um, you know, for, for me, it really just became, you know, uh, when when I left the brokerage that I was at before, uh, it wasn't that we had a bad relationship at all. In fact, we we still have a good relationship today. But I was. You know, paying money for coaching. I was paying money for some technology stuff that was better than what that company could offer me. And, and I really just felt like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm paying all this money for these extras and I'm still giving money to a broker. Uh, so if I just went out on my own, I could keep that extra money that I'm giving away in a cap. And, and I never really thought that it, it would turn into what it has today. Um, you know, but initially the, the plan was just let's go out and start a brokerage. Let's get four or five really good agents. It won't be a whole lot of extra work. We'll all kind of do a good job. And what I kind of started seeing as people would come in, you know, we'd do a deal with an agent. They were struggling. They liked the way that we communicated with them. And and uh, a couple months later, hey, Phil, I'm looking to make a move. And we had a good experience when we did that deal with you and checking to see if you're looking to come in. So we got to like 10 agents uh, without really doing any outbound recruiting. Uh, but we started seeing that, hey, not every agent is able to put all the pieces together. And it became uh, you know, this is getting to be more of just like a little side thing. Like these agents really need my help. I told them I was going to train them when they come on board with me. And because I'm still out there doing listings, working with buyers, uh, you know, I just couldn't do that at a high level. So, so really when it really started taking off for me uh, about a year ago was when I decided to come out of production 
Uh, I had already given all my buyer sides away at that point. Um, that went so well that uh, those agents were really kind of kind of starting to level up in their business as well. So I said, hey, why don't we give the listings out for these folks, too? So so we literally we went bowling one day and uh, said, whoever gets the highest score gets to pick, you know, which one of my listings they want first. And we did a little draft. And uh, I think I had like 14 listings at that point, gave all those out to those agents. And I just went 100 percent towards developing the agents that I already had and going out there and trying to find other agents to bring into our company, whether it was agents from an existing brokerage or people who were thinking about getting in the real estate business who weren't even licensed yet. And uh, and so really, to me, it's the same game. It's still generating leads. It's still having a presentation to, to talk, you know, why do you want to come work here versus staying where you're at? Or or why would you want to get in the real estate business versus staying in your job that you hate right now? Uh, so you still have to have a presentation. You still got to have a CRM. You still got to do follow up. Um, it's just, you know, at a certain point in your career, uh, you know, most agents don't really do buyers after a certain point. And then if you keep leveling up even to that next level, uh, it becomes to where listings aren't even the greatest, you know, um, you know, efficient use of your time. So now hiring an agent that could stay with you for two or three or five years really becomes, you know, like the best use of your time. And and now today I'm still doing that, but we're also you know, uh, you know, finding other broker owners to start other locations because we feel like this model that we can duplicate it in other areas, too. So so really, it was just like about being efficient with, with my time and, and really giving those agents what they signed on for. Yeah, well, I, I love that. Um, I, I especially love the bowling contest. That's unique, right? I mean, you hear a contest inside of real estate offices, but. Hey, you want some listings? Let's go bowling. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We laugh about that today. Probably was not the smartest way to do it, but, but, it, but it worked. And, uh, and I knew, I knew that those agents were going to get those anyways. And we had to figure out some kind of way to, to divvy them up. And it was going to be kind of unfair no matter how we did it. So we just said, Hey, let's, let's just, y'all, y'all are going to get listings. It just depends which one you're going to get, you know? So, well, I think that's fun though. Like, I think that's a, it's a unique way of doing it. It expressed like, of course you, right? Like be you and be real. Like it was you being you and like, Hey, let's go bowling and let's have some fun with this. I yeah. love that. That's right. um, so, you know, I know, um, through growth, there's, there's a lot of challenges and you're learning things along the way. Right. And you mentioned pushing through earlier. How are you helping those agents right now that you're attracting into your company? Um, how are you helping them push through that cycle? So, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I found, uh, and if you can get good at this, uh, you know, then these agents start telling their friends and, and other people in your local marketplace start noticing, you know, when you take an agent who was at another company and they weren't producing a whole lot and you plug them into your stuff and all of a sudden they're getting listings, they're getting pendings, you know, it really changes the game for them. So whether they're a new agent who's brand new to the business or if they're an existing agent who swapped over from another company to us, our goal is to have them under contract with a buyer or a seller client within 14 days of them joining on with us. Uh, now, a lot of that's up to them. We can only control so much, but we found if we can get you a closing within 60 days of you hopping in, see how we do it, hold your hand through that first one or two or three transactions, it almost turns into autopilot like that. So a lot of people, I think, are thinking, man, if I have 40 agents, my phone's going to be ringing off the hook. I'm going to constantly be on the phone. What we found is the opposite. If you lead the right way and you hold their hand through those first two or three transactions and really remind them, like, remember, we went over this in your training. This is why we do it the way that we're doing it right now. 
mm-hmm. show them the right way to do it, they pretty much get it. So what I've seen, uh, you know, in, in every you know leadership role that I've been in, if you show people what the scorecard is and you show them what right is supposed to look like and you hold their hand as they do it the first one or two or three times, that's not to say they're going to be an expert after three closings. They're not. But they're going to at least be able to function almost, you know, without you, without, you know, without you being there looking over their shoulder time after time after time. Um, so that's where we have gotten really intentional is when you hop on with us, we are going to put everything we've got into you for those first couple months to help you get started. And then, you know, we're going to keep doing that stuff, too. But we've got other folks we're trying to bring up, too. But we're going to try to get you kickstarted to try to get you going to show you why we're doing it the way we do it. And some of them end up taking off and doing it themselves. And some of them do those first two or three, and then they just kind of go back right back to what they were doing before. We can't help that. All we can do as leaders is kind of set the condition for for what that's supposed to look like and hope that they see the value in that. And and the more of them that we hire, the more of them, you know, that that's starting to happen for. So so that's probably the big thing for me is I feel like you need to say, like there's, you know, you, 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 new agents have questions. Uh, they're worried about stuff. They have these limiting beliefs. Uh, they, they start losing hope. And if you let them go three months, four months, six months without a closing with you, they've at that point lost all hope. Number one in themselves. Number two, that they picked the right industry to be in. And number three, that they picked the wrong company to be at. So we can greatly, greatly stack those odds if we can help them get a closing within 60 days. Okay. So I love that because now you're taking a hands-on approach. Um, you know, so I'm curious about like the expectations that you're setting, like in that in that initial hiring process, like are you setting expectations at a really high level or what's that look like? And then second part of my question is, how are you holding them accountable to those expectations? Yeah, um, you know, so for us, I mean, we, we have to tailor make every, you know, uh, every business plan depending on what their goals are. I mean, we have some of them that you know, they've left a full-time job and real estate's their main thing and they need to get going really, really quickly. Uh, we have other folks that, you know, they, uh, they're, they're getting into this part-time and, and they're looking to transition out of that full-time job and, and get into real estate full, uh, at a full-time level and they might have to go a little bit slower. So I do think it has to be, you know, um, you know, kind of attainable, but basically the way that we have it right now, is that, uh, we have an online, uh, training, uh, uh system that I've created. It's a, uh, you know, a lot of people are using Trainual or, 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 you know, some of those like that. We just use the free Facebook group. Um, you can set up a Facebook group as a social learning, uh, group, um, set it up in units and, and ours is eight units. And, uh, it goes over things from how to set up their calendar, how to set up their bookmarks on their computer, all the way down to doing contracts, negotiating, lead generation. Uh, again, it's not all inclusive. It's just enough to kind of get them started, give them some basics. Uh, I've also found you know, just from experience, too, you throw too much at them and expect too much of them right out the get go. They end up just getting crushed by it. So we want to give them some confidence. And so really for them, they go through that training kind of on their own. We check in with them periodically. But at the end of that training, before we start turning on the, the lead sources, the lead routing to them, they have to come in and do a skills test and show that they know how to do the things that we ask them to do. Simple stuff like making sure they can open up the MLS, making sure they know how to set up a showing using show in time, making sure they know how to use an electronic lockbox. And then it gets a little bit more advanced. They do have to go in there and write up a contract, get it signed electronically, uh, you know, um, 
Uh, you'd be surprised how many people we hired who, you know, didn't grow up around computers. They don't even know how to attach a PDF to an email. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have that little stuff in there like that. So our goal is to just break it down, make it as simple as we can, give them some action steps. And then we give them a list of six things we think they should be doing every single day. And then every Thursday night, we have a little accountability meeting that we do on a video chat. And for those that can't make it live, we do record it. Uh, and they have some homework that's due every Monday morning, 10 or 15 minute little homework thing. This past week, we did a time study uh, where you look at how many hours uh, you have in a week, how many you're willing to work, how many you're going to sleep, how many you're going to do for your your hobbies. And then how many hours a week do you have left over to kind of show them. And most of them was 20, 30, 40 hours that they have left over, even when they're doing real estate and another job. Um, so really, you know, for, for us, it's, it's really like going through the going through the training as fast as they want to. They don't have to wait on us. We don't have to wait on them. Uh, we, they can start. Uh, we had one today that passed her real estate exam, came by here and signed her license. We've got her plugged into the training right now. She can go ahead and get started going through the videos, doing the little quizzes, doing the activities while we're waiting on her license to come back. And if, if she does, then that shows me that she's pretty motivated. And I probably want to train her different than somebody who we added them to the training site and they didn't touch it for seven days. Um, so we do have to cater it a little bit, but. But we have a system to follow, and if you follow this system, we can pretty much guarantee you that you're going to get these results. And then we just do those accountability we- uh, meetings. If we don't see you on there for a week or two, we do reach out, you know, uh, but we can't force you to show up to that stuff. But we have a system. We feel like if you follow this system, you, it'll at least be enough to get you started. It might not be enough to sustain you forever, but we feel like if you do this for the first 30, 60, 90 days, you'll be set up for success. So. I love that. I think that's, I think that's great using the power of technology. I mean, everybody's on Facebook anyways, right? So using the power of Facebook with the, with the group and, and developing those skills there, which I love that breaking it down into units. I think that's fantastic. Um, and then I like how you cater it to each person, right? Move at the speed that they want to, they want to go, right? Cause there's only so much we can do as leaders for them, right? Yeah, I mean, all we can do is kind of set the conditions and have a good system and plug and play them into that system. And it really does come down a lot to them on what they're going to do or what they're not going to do. You know, um, you know, the ones that hit it hard, that that knock out their training quickly, uh, they typically do better than the ones that take 30 days to knock out those eight units. You know, uh, that's not to say that the people that took 30 days are bad people or bad agents. Um, but we're going to train and, 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 and mentor and coach those ones that seem motivated a little bit harder and a little bit more time with them than we are the ones that are just kind of kicking the tires a little bit. So I think as a, as a leader too, you got to figure out who's like your A team, who's your B team, who's your C team. And you have to kind of coach and mentor those folks, you know, accordingly, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everybody here has probably had that experience where you don't see an agent for a month. And then all of a sudden, you know, they knock on your door. Hey, Phil, I don't have any closing set up right now. Can you get any leads for me? I'm like, well, gosh, I hadn't seen you for a month. I, I just figured you were doing okay, you know. So, mm-hmm. so you got to figure out, you know, how to coach different groups that way. And, and that A group, B group, C group is a good way to do it too. Okay. So if, if someone's wanting to have success, and I love all of this, I think it's very systematic. It's like taking somebody by the hand through this process of getting started, right? Um, if somebody's wanting to have that level of success that you're experiencing right now, like how how do we need to grow as a leader to do that? Well, I think uh, you know, number one, you got to have your mindset right. You know, it took me ten, you know, it took me eighteen months to get to ten agents, 
it only took me nine months to get from 10 agents to 40 agents. So a lot of that was me, was in my mindset of like, hey, if I add more people, this is just going to be a ton of work. A ton of people going to be calling me. You know, I won't be able to, you know, have uh, have family time at night because my agents are going to be bugging me. Uh, so part of that is just, you know, learning the right way to do this thing. Like, what, how do you effectively lead this? How do you set up this system? Uh, and then number two, I think having a coach or a mentor who's already done what it is that you're wanting to do. I mean, you know, when I when I got back in the business in 2015, I immediately hopped in uh, to a group coaching course that I'm still part of today. I still, you know, interact with those agents in there. Um, I've had coaches that help me specifically with prospecting. I've had coaches that I've hired for social media. I've had coaches that I've hired to help me with recruiting, with recruiting agents. So there are people out there who have already mastered, uh, you know, segments of this business. And instead of you just trying to figure it out and piece it together over time, you'd be a lot smarter to go out there and just find who those experts are. And, and, and even if it costs you some money, it's going to save you a bunch of money in the long run because you're going to be able to do it faster. And you're not going to have to do that, you know, trial and error kind of period. So so I think that's been one of the big keys as well. You know, the the first 18 months that I had my brokerage, um, you know, uh, I was still in my group, you know, coaching program that was more for like agents who are producing. I didn't really have a mentor who was helping me with the brokerage side and actually building a business. Um, so so, you know, and I was looking for something like that. I just I had a hard time finding a model. That seemed like it would be a good fit for me and for the agents who worked for me. You know, I didn't want to be one of those brokers where people come in and and as soon as they feel like they don't need you anymore, they leave. Like we don't want to have a revolving door. We want to keep them forever if we can. Uh, and so we had to find, you know, a model that kind of accommodated that. So so I would just say that's probably the fast way, whether you're an agent who's wanting to become a successful producer. If you're a broker that's wanting to take it to the next level, if you're wanting to recruit at a higher level, find somebody that's already done it. And just learn from them, rip off and duplicate R and D. You know what what they've done. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. So, well, um, and that's I, I agree with that 100. percent You got to find a coach, right? I mean, a coach can actually make you a lot of money. It might seem like a painful investment up front, but you know when you plug into what they've done and R and D, like you said, they can really take you to the next level. Um, so. So let's talk about this. Like, what's the next level of success look like for you? I know you said now you're looking like beyond, like beyond just a brokerage. Now you're looking at brokerages. Like, what's that look like for you? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so the next le- you know, level for me, uh, you know, because, you know, I kind of took this model and ran, ran with it. Uh, you know, my company offered, uh, me an opportunity to become an air representative with them, which just means I had a chance to purchase some franchise territories and, and they're not like geographic territories. We can really go anywhere. So, uh, so as I have, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, masterminded with people, uh, network with people, uh, I have been trying to find people who want to take their business to the next level. And instead of me having to go move to their town and help them develop a business for a year and then move back here, uh, what I found is that through coaching and mentoring, we can run the same playbook here. So the same way we recruit agents, the same way we train agents. Uh, you know, we can really just, you know, rinse and repeat this thing over and over and over. And, uh, and, you know, I can be a partner with them on that or they can be a hundred percent owner. Uh, either, either way as an area representative, I, I do have, you know, four other locations right now. Uh, one is in Alabama. The other three are in other states and I do coaching calls with those franchise owners every week and we're trying to help them grow and provide them tools to help them get through some of the hurdles that we 
have gone through and, and trying to be just a couple steps ahead of them. You know, not not say that we've got it figured out or that we we're smarter than them, but we're a little bit further along in the game than what they are. And instead of them having to learn the hard way, we can kind of provide them some tools, some checklists, some processes, you know, uh, you know, some training to kind of help them get to the next level. So I think ultimately, you know, uh, success for me looks like having my one lo- location here to the point that it's running and growing without me. Right now it's running without me. I mean, they can pretty much run it without me, but, uh, but I'm still involved in the recruiting and, and, and we've hired uh, you know, we've hired a, a branch operation manager to come in uh, on March 1st, who's going to hopefully take it and run with it. So then I can spend more time, you know, developing these other territories. So, so I think ultimately, you know, uh, to have a business that can run and grow without me, uh, without depending on me, I guess. I mean, I think it probably does a little bit better when I'm here, but uh, ultimately if it can continue growing and, and running without me, then I, I think that would be considered a success. And then we'll have to figure out, uh, at that time, what we're going to do with all that extra time, because I don't think like sitting on a beach is the is the destination for me. I don't think, you know, kicking my feet up and and letting money come in like we're going to just keep going to the next thing. Um, you know, we're in the process of opening up a title company here. Uh, we partner with a title company that's uh, that's uh, approved in all 50 states. So once these other locations get to the point that they're growing up and in production, we can go, you know, partner and open up a new title company, each one of those and. And we're using that title company to sell shares of that to our top agents here as a recruiting and a retention tool. So, hey, come over with me, join join my brokerage. We'll give you a hundred shares of the title company. You'll get a check every month, depending on how well it does. And if you leave us, well, then you get your initial buy-in money back. You know, so uh, so yeah, so th- those are things we, we've done the same thing with a mortgage company. Uh, right now, that mortgage company's not uh, opened in, uh, in in Alabama. Uh, but it is, you know, uh, approved in other states. We're working on an Alabama one. Alabama rules are kind of, you know, uh, are, are kind of, you know, uh, really outdated. Uh, so we couldn't do the mortgage company, you know, partnership here, but we can do title companies and we can do a title company, you know, in all 50 states. And all that comes from having agents and having production. You know, the faster you can, just like when you take a listing, you want to get that listing on the MLS as fast as possible and get buyers walking through it. When you hire an agent, you don't want to make a 60, 90 day training program. They're going to lose interest by then. They lose some momentum. You want to get them through that, that training program, get them out there working buyer and seller leads. They learn way more anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're actually out there doing stuff real world and you just hold their hand through it for those first two or three deals. That's, that's kind of the, the secret to our formula, I guess you'd say. So the secret sauce, the secret yep. sauce. I like it. Well, and I was going to ask you the question, like, what's it going to take you to do that? And I heard you say, and you know, you answered my question, like, What's it going to take for you to do that? And you, you've got somebody coming in. So I love that. So um, now you can go off and get to that next level, break that ceiling. So, and I mean, if you were, if you're watching this, like on the video, you saw my mind just blew uh, when you started talking about titles. So if you're open to this, like that's actually a series I'm putting together right now, which is called, which is ancillary businesses, which is going to be coming soon. Um, I'd love to pick your brain, maybe have you back on the show to like dive a little deeper into that. Cause that is a huge retention piece. Like that's, yeah, that's like yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could you could bring somebody in uh, even on a hundred percent commission, you know, plan, and offer them a hundred shares of your title company, and now they're a partner with you on the title company, and you get the ripple effect of them leaving whatever brokerage they were at, and now coming on with you, and you're not even making much money as the broker, but your title company now is more profitable because you recruited that agent in. So yeah, it's like a no-brainer. You can win all kind of different ways. 
And I think that's what you've got to set up. You got to set up a system to where you can win with a brand new agent that does one deal, or you can do it with a agent that's going to sell a hundred deals, or you can recruit the team in that's going to do 300 deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really it needs to be a win for everybody. So when you have little stuff like that, it just, it just, it's just one more little tool that you got. So, so yeah, I definitely would love to, you know, we don't have it fully open yet. Uh, you know, we've, we filed everything with the state. We've actually done a few closings with it, uh, just as kind of test run. So maybe in a, another two or three months, maybe we'll have some actual numbers to look at as far as how profitable that can actually be. I'll let you work out the kinks and stuff and then we we'll have you come back on. So that's right. Yeah. 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 Give me a couple months to get it. Uh, to get it to where it's running by itself. So there you go. Well, uh, Phil, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us your story and, and about the growth that you've experienced and how you grew as a leader, uh, all along the way. So we've been talking to Phil Duke Jr. with First Class Real Estate. Um, Phil, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely, man. And, uh, I look forward to hop, hopping back on here and, uh, and talking some title business. Hopefully once we get that thing, uh, to where it's running pretty good. So I think it's going to be an awesome conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the channel. For more information, tools, and resources, go to www.brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real. We'll see you on the next episode.